Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Just when you think this offseason is slow and boring, the NBA loves to just give you one of these. And this is an episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and today, Mr. Michael Brown, we've got a lot to talk about. Yes, Mike, sir, there? I'm here. How are you? I'm fantastic, fantastic. Always good to be on with uh, you, my but, brother. But before we start the show, I'd like to uh, send out any uh, some good vibes to uh, native Houstonians that are dealing with uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Nicholas. I hope that everyone is staying safe in the Houston area. And Mike, are you safe? Yeah, man, all is good here. Uh, scary overnight. Uh, I hate to say that it, you know, after Harvey, you know, every other tropical what storm or level one hurricane that it was doesn't really scare us all that much. So we're all good, man. Looking to get back to normal tomorrow. Yeah, you know, uh, again, like just things they love to kind of sideswipe you like this. But uh, yeah. let's let's uh, talk John Wall. Yes, sir. Because this Rockets offseason felt like it was about to hit a wall. And then <laughs> we kind of got this thrown at us. But uh, yeah, so for let's just kind of bring it to the start. Um, but uh, Sham Strania, our uh, former Dream Shake uh, contributor, Kelly Eco, reported today that the Rockets and John Wall are working towards an agreement that will have John Wall on the sidelines this season. The chances that we've seen John Wall play in a Rockets uniform for the final time is extremely likely. So... Mike, initial reactions when you saw the news today? Yeah, so I actually haven't heard this take as of yet. And this is where I'm at with this. Everyone in the league knew. Everybody who's a Rockets fan has known for the past six months, I would say, they've been trying to move John Wall. This news got pushed today because there is no market for John Wall. And they're trying to pick up some sort of a market. That's where I'm at with it. This is not new news. Like the fact that this is leading, you know, the leading story on ESPN is shocking to me because they were never going to keep John Wall. As soon as they drafted Jalen Green, that was the nail in the coffin for John Wall. So the fact that everybody seems to be shocked that now they're trying to move him, and like, we've all known this. I mean, you and I have talked about this on this show multiple times. The fact that John Wall does not fit into the future plans and they're trying to drum up any sort of interest i think the rockets are gonna have to give up at least a first round pick to make this trade happen with whoever they send him to because no no contender is going to take him on just for the sake of taking him on he's not that good anymore he just isn't i don't think there's a trade made because that's not what the that's not what the article really said 
They said there was an agreement yeah. to move on from him, but that doesn't exactly mean a trade is on the table. Right. It, it, well, it just yeah. means that it's he's not point. going to be on the court. He'll be there for training camp, and that means to me that they're not trading him anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, buy him out. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like they're just dancing around the topic of buying him out? Like, they're, I think that, okay, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is they're, the reason this tweet came out today is that the Rockets, somebody important with the Rockets floated this to Sham saying, hey, we had this conversation with John today. Um, you know, we're both looking to move on. And he publishes this. The Rockets are trying to find a trade. Well, well, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly was the one who published it, Mike. Okay, Kelly published it. Shams ran with and it, and Shams was obviously on it because right. it's from the Athletic, and he's the main Athletic guy. But right. the the main article first came from Kelly before right. anyone. They're they're going to have to buy him out. No one's taking on a contract of a guy who's played in 113 games over the last four seasons. Okay, so but it takes two to tango, Mike, and. And just because the Rockets want to buy him out doesn't mean John Wall wants to buy him out. And to be honest, John Wall has nothing to uh, gain from getting bought out. Oh, he's got a lot to gain from getting bought out. What does he have to gain? The fact that he's got more money already than 99.9% of the American population and that he wants to play for a team where he's going to play in games that matter. That's what he The dude's going to make $91 million over the next two years and he doesn't even really have to play. Why do you want to give any of that up? Because some guys look at their bank account and say, you know what? I do have enough. Maybe John Wall is one of those guys. Now, would I leave $91 million on the table? No. If you said you're going to get paid $91 million to go clean toilets for two years, I would do it. But I'm saying that, but some of these guys aren't like that. Like John Wall's earnings up until this point in his career, he's got to have made over $150 million. And I get what is... And he's about to make $90 million. Yeah. He's about to make, if, if $150 million is correct, and, and I know that's just a number that you threw out, but he's making, that's, that would be what? That'd be 60% of what he's already made in his career. So that's not, a, like, that's not a small amount of money. It's not a small amount of money, but he could just do this for this year to get away from the, he obviously doesn't want to be a Houston Rocket anymore. That's why the Rockets are trying to do right by him. So he has positive things to say about the Rockets moving forward. They're trying to find a new home for him. And I'm sure we're going to get to the elephant in the room of, would you trade John Wall for Ben Simmons? I'm sure we're going to get to that point at some point in the show. Um, He's made $184 million. Okay, so we're right there. Pretty close. Yeah, so he's about to make, over the next two seasons, he's going to make, uh, 44 million this upcoming season, 47 million the following year. That's 91 million dollars. So he's predicted to make about half of what he's made through 11 years in the league. But he could be very a la John Wall or uh, Chris Paul, where he got out of he didn't sign his initial contract, the contract extension right away. Yeah, but John Wall is no Chris Paul. That's the thing. No, that exactly. And so yes, do I think that there's a low likelihood of a buyout? I think there's a low likelihood. It depends on how much money Tillman wants to throw at him to go away. You know, John may look at it and say, okay, like in your opinion, Jeremy, what do you think a buyout would look like for John Wall? How much money do you think Tillman would have to throw at this to not have to be on the hook for 90 million? That's tough to tell because the thing is, it's 
it's a lot of money. It's yeah. just so much money that you're paying a guy to not play for you. I mean, would you, if you were Tillman, let me ask you this, J- Jeremy uh, Brenner dash Fertitta, would you, would you give him $30 million in a buyout? Because I think that's the minimum of what it would take. The thing is, you have to, uh, like, the $30 million, you have to gain something from that, right? And I what mean, you gain is a roster spot. You, you gain the roster spot, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Rockets, I don't think $30 million is worth freeing up a roster spot at this point. Not to mention, you're going to have to pay whoever uh, fulfills that vacancy money, too. Well, so you're paying a guy, like, let's just assume you're paying a guy, like, a I mean, let's say you give Dante Exum his his uh, his spot. Just to throw a random name out, he's. I'm using Dante Exum as an example because the Rockets have had uh, rumored to have had uh, discussions to bring him in for training camp, possibly. So let's assume you bring. Like, I'm not paying thirty million dollars to have John Wall not play for the Rockets and then pay Dante Exum you know, $5 million or however much you were making last year, that's $35 million to put Dante Exum on the roster instead of John Wall. And to me, that's not worth it. That's not worth an investment of $35 million. I personally think, look, you have to take on the Wall salad. Like, you have to, one way or another, whether you trade it for different salaries, which personally I think is is not a good idea because then you're taking on just another bad contract. At least with John Wall, you have a guy who is a good leader who can really help this team, who was clearly, in that article, it was stated how much of a help he was to the team despite being injured, despite all of the losing, how critical of a role he played on the team. And I do believe there is value in that. So at least... When you get this, I think for this season, you keep them on until January, February. Then you you look at the market again, see if anyone's willing to bite. But if not, like, you know, give keep Wall for the season. Honestly, like, if he's willing to sit now, maybe there becomes a point where John Wall gets antsy and he says, okay, let's, let's buy out. Let's do this thing. But I think for now, like the Rockets, it's in their best interest to keep him on, wait and see if there are any offers. You never know which point guards are going to go down during the season. You never know um, who who might be interested now that isn't interested, uh, who will be interested later that isn't interested now. And for John Wall, I think it's also in his best scenario because you're looking to get into a good position. Like, And, and there are several situations that, he could have gone to like I think the Clippers could have been an option for him, but they ended up going to Eric Bledsoe, his college teammate. Uh, that he could have gone with uh, Miami, but Miami opted for Kyle Lowry, and right. then you, you, so so at this point, there's just not a whole lot of promising positions. Like Cleveland doesn't make sense. I know people are like, you know, let's do that or let's talk Philadelphia because I know Philadelphia is the one that's easily been brought up because of the Ben Simmons deal, because before, of the history between Philly and Houston. Yeah. Before we do that, though, I do want to touch mm-hmm. on a couple of things. Number one, Omo makes a great point in the, in the chat. There is no evidence that he was a good leader either here or in Washington. His teams have never done diddly. They've no, done nothing. Listen, no, that's not what have true they done? at all. 
Yes, there's plenty what of evidence. Have, there's what have they like, done? Hearsay, just listening to people. Okay, so congrats, John. You, you were a great leader on a yeah, team. Yeah, he that has was... the respect of his teammates. I think that is considered good leadership. Okay, but if, he, had, if, if, but if he was so happy to be here, this story from, from Kelly wouldn't have ran. Like, he doesn't want to be here. And I don't blame him, Jeremy. But, like, the thing is, like, you say, what is there to gain by buying them out? It's easy. If you pay him $30 million, you're saving $60 million in salary. Like, if, if that if that was on the table today, you're going to tell me. But you don't have the value of John Wall, which clearly is there not. Is no va- but there is none. There's no value no, there to him is. on this team. There Zero. is. There is value with him. It's not worth however much he's making, his $91 million over two years. It's definitely not worth that. But... But you are you have veteran leadership in the locker room already. So you don't you have DJ Augustine, who, in my opinion, you would look to and say, okay, you've been in the league longer than than John. Are you the player that John is? No, but you actually serve more of a purpose on this team. DJ Augustine does as your backup one than John Wall does. You already have a solidified guard rotation with Jalen Green, with Kevin Porter Jr., with Eric Gordon still here. So where is he gonna fit in in that? And he opens up a roster spot, like you said. For a guy like Josh Christopher, that getting Josh Christopher minutes is more important. Josh Christopher already has the roster. He has one, but he's not going to be on the. There, he's going to be a. Well, the thing is, if John Wall's not going to play, which he's already said he's not, then Josh Christopher has that spot in the rotation. Okay, so there. So why then? So it's already resolved. That that issue that you brought up is already resolved by what he's currently doing right now. So you're going to pay him to stay away from the position you made is already done. But, the, but what you're talking about is keeping a guy to serve. He's not going to play in games. So why do we need him? Why do we because need him? You, because there is value to players outside of just what they do on a basketball court. There are five guys that can play on a basketball court at a time, but it takes more than just five guys to win a championship. It takes the 15 guys you have on the roster, the two two-way guys, the whole coaching staff, and... It just John Wall is a smart basketball mind, and having him, you might as well have him. And and ha- having him in training camp, clearly the Rockets see value in that. Otherwise, they would have cut ties from a while ago. They see value in it because they can't do anything with him on the trade market, and their owner is too cheap to buy him out. Yeah, so why not turn a why not turn a negative into a positive here? That's because there is no there is no trying to turn this negative situation, this negative contract, this negative value contract into something that is beneficial for all sides. It's beneficial for the Rockets because they can continue on with their youth movement, give Kevin Porter and Jalen Green and Josh Christopher all all the more reps that they need. And you give the and you give the team just that peace of mind that they're, you know, in a good place. And I think John Wall is also doing this because he, he he's a good businessman. I think he's looking to do this and just act in good faith because he, he understands the situation. He understands that even though he is as good of a player as he is, I don't think this is John Wall giving up on the Rockets. I don't think this is John Wall quitting the Rockets. I think this is John Wall recognizing the room, reading the room, and realizing that he is not the best fit here. No, and he's not. I, I agree. Listen, I'm we're on the same page. I'm saying that if you're the Rockets, paying him to stay away from the team for regular season games, training camp, you can participate in. Great. Fantastic. But if he's not going to play in regular season games, he's not helping his trade value by not playing. So he's just sitting there. Buying him out makes the most sense. But Tillman needs to pony up the money to say, 
Thank you for your time. We appreciate it very much. There's the door. Go figure out where you want to go play. But if you but if, but if but if you're not going, it's a unique position. Him, you play his ass. You, I'm not. I'm not in the business of paying these guys to sit on the bench. He's going to be the most expensive coach in the league by ten times. That that interests you? Because it doesn't interest me. But I think that, to be honest, Mike, that that's better to me than sending him money to go away. It does. In what? In what way? You're not. If he's not going to play, if he's not going to enhance his trade value, right? You and I talked about it earlier this year, right? The only way to improve the trade market for Eric Gordon is John Wall is you have to play him when we talked about the rotation, correct? Yeah. So like here's Since we're going against playing here are the two here are the two sides of this coin. We can't help him. Or he's the not two sides us. of this coin are they keep him or they send him away. They keep him, they pay him the 90 million or however much he's supposed to make, or at least the 44 million this season. Maybe that's what the buyout will be, is we'll pay you one season's worth. We'll, pay, we'll, we'll fully guarantee your contract for this season. Yeah. That's, that's probably, it. That's probably, honestly, that's probably what the Rockets are asking, and John Wall's probably asking for more. This is honestly probably what happened or what's been happening, is John Wall and the Rockets are trying to find a buyout um, or trying to discuss the season. The Rockets offer a buyout scenario. John Wall says, okay, let's talk. And John Wall wants more money in the buyout than the Rockets are offering him. And that's why John Wall is saying, you know what? Training camp's coming up. I'll do training camp. And I think John Wall is doing that in good faith so that the Rockets will say, okay, John, you helped us here in training camp. We'll give you a little bit more money and you can you can go be good elsewhere. That's honestly probably that's- what's happening. That's why I said the conversation starts at 30 million. You know, like you looking at it. Now, the thing is, I agree with you. And I would still do that deal, dude. If if it's difficult because like John Wall earned that money. John Wall earned that money. Whenever that contract was made, he earned that money. Uh he whether, earned, whether you, he earned he earned the, a max contract. He, he earned a max contract. Yeah, because, but look, he's, he's a great not, player. It doesn't matter. The Washington Wizards, the team that employed him at the time, felt that he was worthy of that contract. So he did deserve that contract because his employer gave it to him. He earned the right by being the caliber of player that he was to negotiate as much money as he could get. He got it, but he's not worth that contract. Now, he's not not worth a fraction of this contract, but he's worth that because somebody was willing to pay him that. But the, but the caliber of player that he is, exactly. the Rockets need him to go, whether it's via trade or buyout. If they can't get a trade in the next two weeks, I would say, before training camp, you can't have him on your co- But I think this is, I think this report is the Rockets waving the white flag saying, we've tried trades, we've tried buyouts, we've tried all of that. It's not going to work. And to me, it's, it's eventual. It will happen. Probably, I would say, by the All-Star break. He better be gone before the All-Star break. I think, well, the thing is, Mike, is I don't think there's much of a rush to get rid of him. I don't think it's a he better be gone because it's like he's not he's not doing any harm right now. But but he will be once the season starts. He's a distraction. 
He's a four. No, he's not a he's distraction. 100%. He's not going to be with the team. How is he a distraction? Because he's because you're paying him forty million dollars in a salary and he's not with the team. Okay, but that has nothing to do with the, the team on the court at all. But, but you know what this? But it becomes a, discra- a distraction for the coaching staff. You know what this is? Why? You know what this the is? The coaching staff doesn't have to play him. No, the they don't have, will not have the ability. Right, but to all play the questions he will not be, be with the team. Do you know what this is? This is Kawhi Leonard in his last year in San Antonio. Except Kawhi was a superstar. But John Wall. No, I don't. I think it's far from that. I think it's far from that. The situation is similar because because the Rockets prefer the Rockets are in a direction that is very different from John Wall. The the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was their direction, and Kawhi said, "You know what, guys? No, that's I'm not gonna. I I don't care if I'm your if I'm your favorite player. Like I'm not gonna play for you." And that that so it's far different than Kawhi Leonard. And John Wall is not a distraction for this team at all. I think, if anything, this is like, this is John Wall not being a distraction. This is him saying, because he could, he could go about this in so many different ways. He could, he could say, you know what? No, I'm playing. You guys are paying me all this money. Of course I'm going to play. And I'm going to uh, take time away from the guys that you want to develop and need the reps more than I do. Or he could say, you know what? Trade me. I'm not going to report to training camp. Uh, there's no place for me on this team. I'm done. He's not doing any of that. He's doing the exact opposite of what James Harden was doing last year. Mm, I mean, he's, he's saying yes, you know yes and no. Yes and no. No, what he's he's actually doing something very similar. He's quitting on the roster. Is what he's doing. No, he's he not. Hundred percent is. How is he not? No, because he's, he's saying not because... I'm going to sit out until you move me. That is quitting on the roster. I'm not saying I just okay, agree but he's with doing you. that. I'm saying, but he's doing that in the best interest. He's the no. captain going down with the ship. Mm. He is because the thing is, they brought him here to go be with James Harden, and when James Harden was the captain and he flew the ship, John Wall stayed on the ship, and John Wall rode the ship out until it went absolutely rock bottom, and now it's time okay. for the he... ship to die. John Wall is the captain. He's going down with the ship. And the Rockets now have the ability to be flexible again. And if anything, that's admirable for a captain to go down with the ship. It's one thing to be like wanting to go out elsewhere and, or to jump onto the next ship that the Rockets are trying to go on. But no, he is, he's taking responsibility. He's saying like, this is where the team is at. I respect where they're at. Let's, let's come to an agreement. This is what I'll do for you guys. And when the season starts, we're gonna let we're gonna let the rookies run, and I, I respect that. Honestly, I think that John Wall is doing good business with the Rockets, maybe because he wants a little bit more money from them than they're offering currently, and perhaps the value that he'll bring during practices, during training camp, all of that. Perhaps that will be what the Rockets will say. Because honestly, like the Rockets in the past have have shown signs of uh, of negotiating in good faith. They sent James Harden to where he wanted to go. They sent P.J. Tucker to a contender like he asked. They, um, they, they signed Gerald Green to that contract. Um, they, they've acted in good faith on a lot of recent moves, and I do think that this is a continuation of that pattern. I... I... I was I I hear that opinion. I I will never agree with it because I like fine. He barely played last year, like on a grand scale. Exactly. He, no, but that's like, what I'm saying. Anything, like let's not build him up to be this 
he was the captain of of, of whatever because he wasn't. But that's what he was brought here to do. He was brought, but he can't. He's not a leader, dude. He wasn't a leader. He, he is. He, he is. absolutely he is. He okay, is. you know what? If I you want to put on his resume, leader of team with worst record in league, that's fine. You want to tell me that this is him? Again, I'm not saying that he's doing the wrong thing, but he is quitting on the roster. He's doing the same thing Harden did. He wants a new team. Like, I'm not going to sit here and applaud the guy for sitting out and making $42 million. You're never going to get that from me ever. Period. End of story. Because that's what because that's what he's doing. Whether it's okay, by, but- the, by the, the direction of the franchise or by himself, that's fine. But he's still sitting out making all of this money. Tillman needs to make this situation go away. It's not a problem because him being off of the court is actually better for the Rockets. But it's still a situation that does not need to be a part of your day-to-day mm-hmm. activities as but a coaching staff or as a roster. That's my point. Here's why, here's why Wall is um, valuable. And I'm not saying this as Jeremy. I'm saying this as what I read in Kelly's article. And I trust Kelly because I know Kelly. And I know he's a good writer. And I know that he's a good journalist. And I know that he's telling this story. Truthfully, I trust it. So this is what he says in the article. I'll I'll read it verbatim out of the article that is currently on my screen right now. Sources said the original plan was for the Rockets to keep Wall around and revisit the situation in a year's time. Wall is liked in Houston, something that has been spoken about publicly and behind closed doors. During the 2020-2021 season, Wall served as a valuable ally to Silas, almost serving as an assistant coach of sorts to the first-year head coach. The two were in constant communication about everything concerning the team from culture and environment to X's and O's. Assuming Wall had stayed for the 21-22 season, finding a deal for him would have been easier in the offseason when Wall would have an expiring contract. The Rockets understand Wall's position and his desire to win at the highest level while also understanding where they are as an organization in the big picture. Last season was a disaster by all accounts with injuries and losses galore as the Rockets were forced into a rebuild after Harden's departure. So, that to me shows that the Rockets value John Wall as a leader. That is something that Steven Silas, the head coach of this team, values John Wall. And that is, when I say that he has leadership skills, that is why he does because of what Steven Silas has said about him. And I I I think he's vetted. I I bet Steven Silas, he is he's a very bright basketball mind and if he sees John Wall as an ally as an equal, then yeah, I, I would like to think that John Wall is a leader based on that, uh, based on that, you know, d- designation. Sure. My point earlier was looking at on-court performance. I get all of the building the culture and building this and that. That's great. All of that's fantastic. But on-court performance, John Wall was a net zero last year for the Rockets. If you want him as an assistant coach. You want him as a part of your front office? Fine. But the fact is we are paying John Wall to be a member of the Houston Rockets active roster. If he's not going to do that, which today it was stated as such, he's got to go. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to advocate him being a part of this. Good. Thank well, God. He's gone. If he's gone, what do you mean? You're talking about he's eventually gone or like something just happened? No, he's like the thing is, I don't. To me, I don't understand why Wall being on the roster but not with the team is that much of an issue. 
Because it's just not a good look. Like it's why? Because if if you're going to utilize forty two million, forty one point six million dollars of your cap space for a team, like think about this, right? What did they do? What what did what did they yes, do? Ideally, right? that would what did be they right. Do this offseason, they went out and they added Daniel Tice and they added and they re-signed Dan- David Nawaba. And they drafted four rookies right. who are all in need of more reps for the future of the team than John Wall is. Right. And yes, look, Mike, I, I'm totally with you on the whole $42 million. I would like to play a guy that's making $42 million that is probably making more money this season than the entire rest of the team combined. Uh, maybe take out Eric Gordon. But I, I think it is so valuable to have a guy like that. He is, by, by money standards, the most valuable player on the team. But so, so the Rockets are in this position because of the mistakes that they made in recent years. They gave Chris Paul the contract that he gave, but they gave up too early on that. And that led to the Russell Westbrook contract, which has now led us to here. And the Rockets would be in the same situation had they, you know, had they gone with the Russ contract. Like they, 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 the past mistakes they have made have buried them into the position that they're in now. And this is just a consequence that they have to face. There's there's nothing else to it. And for me, trading him for, like, Ben Simmons, it, it could just give you a new set of problems that it's it's like it's like trading broccoli for candy and saying the, can, the broccoli is still candy. It's not, no. Well, it it's just it a different kind of, like, it's, it's, it's just adding someone else's problems. And at this point... The Rockets, what they need to do is they just need they need to cut ties from that whole cycle of a contract because for the last four or five years, ever since they signed that Chris Paul contract, they have been seen as having the they have been seen as having the worst contract on the roster for like three or four years straight. And it continues so, this year with John Wall. And it might continue it will continue until he's off the roster. And yes, even when he's gone, there will be those fans that say, Oh, you know, oh, oh, we still owe John Wall, you know, all this money. And yes, like that eventually the Rockets are going to have to pay John Wall a considerable amount of money to not play basketball. And that sucks. Like that is so like excuse my language, that is so shitty. The fact that we have to pay millions of dollars to a guy to not play basketball for us. Like that is embarrassing like it's the Mets when they right. pay Bobby Bonilla a million dollars and Bobby Bonilla hasn't played baseball in 30 years like he still gets paid million dollars by the Mets and the Mets get shot on every year for that and the Rockets are going to be that team whether it be with John Wall or whoever they trade him to to and they'll buy out whoever like they are and that's embarrassing it's embarrassing but it's what we it's our reality we have to live in it and we have to move on and this to me is showing the signs that the rockets are ready to move on so that, that was a fiery passionate speech and I, I i love it when you get fiery and passionate here's here's Thank the here's my statement to this right great franchises figure out ways out of dire situations Okay. That's what this situation is. Because here's my question to anybody who's saying pay him to not be with the team. Okay. Like, like you said, right? What they would be doing, they would be paying his salary, keeping him on the roster, but he's not showing up to games, right? How are you 
improving his trade status? Like, how are you adding to, hey, you know, if you go to Philadelphia or you go wherever and you say, hey, you know, in, in November and say, hey, do you want to trade for John Wall? Well, John's not playing. What does he look like? How, you know, he's averaging 0.0 assists and zero rebounds. So it's like all you're doing is delaying. My you know thing what else is if, do? You do, if you do what was described today all over Twitter by he's going to participate in training camp, but he's not going to play in games, all you're doing is delaying the buyout. Tillman has to step in here and put, for lack of a better term, he's got to put his balls on the table and he's got to say, dude, what do you want? Like, tell me what you want. Give me a realistic number for this situation to be done with. Use the stretch provision where you can pay him out over five years and, and move on. Because this, the, the longer you... But you could also worsen his trade value. Like, let me ask you this. When, by the, when we acquired John Wall back in November, yeah. is his trade value higher now than it was when we first got him? No, because he barely played last year. I would yeah, say it's, it's absolutely lower. Yeah. lower. Because he was injured most of the year, Correct. and he could, and he's healthy now. But if you play him again, he get injured again, and and that to me is, I think personally, John Wall wants to get bought out because the teams that he wants to go to are unable to trade for him, and I think he wants the agency to be able to sign with whoever he'd like to, and to to in a way um, forge his own destiny. Because to be honest, I guess other than, you know, re-signing with the Wizards once or twice, he hasn't been able to uh, pick his next destination. You know, he's been, he was traded to Houston, but it wasn't necessarily his choice to be traded to Houston. Um, but, right. like, this would give John Wall the first opportunity at free agency to, to pick somewhere else to go, to pick his own next chapter. And, and that's, I think that's right. why he wants the buyout, but he isn't, he isn't feeling good about how much money he has to leave on the table in order to go elsewhere. And that's where, look, man, that that's where, um, what's up? Steven Silas has to step in too. You know, if, if they are, Steven Silas needs to worry about getting these rookies in check. Like Steven Silas and John wall, like that John wall is so last year. No, he is. But what I'm saying is, is that you talked about the relationship that, that Steven and, and, and John have together. That's where Steven's got to step in. Coach Silas has to, it feels weird calling a coach by his first name. I think, I think coach Silas is probably like, you know what, John, like you, you did a lot for this team and I respect that you have to uh, go your own way. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you're here for training camp and you're going to be a huge help to the team. And you know, when you do move on, I, I wish nothing but the best for you. That's like, that's right. a very Steven Silas answer. answer right, right. But I'm uh, yes, but he also needs to get in his ear and say, look, You've told me once or twice about what the negotiations are like with Tillman, right? He's offering you, you know, 30 million over five years. Look, to be honest with you, I've spoken with Tillman uh, as well. I know I can get him to 40. Call it 40. Go to the team that you want. Ball out this year. You can sign your, you know, a new contract, you know, a three-year, $100 million contract after this year. Get to your new team is what I'm saying. Like, if Coach Silas can step in, and kind of facilitate that divorce with Tillman, I think that's what it needs to get done. Because I think if it's just up to Tillman, Tillman is, is too set in his ways to say, look, I'm going to pay you this and that's it. Like, I'm done. Like, anything that if, if you've ever watched of Tillman Fertitta, like, he seems like that type of guy. Like, here's my number, I'm done, finish, that's it. 
That's why I'm saying that him getting involved with Steven Silas getting involved, I think that would be the best for both sides, the Rockets and John Wall. Where would you like to see John Wall go next? Trade partner, because I think we need to talk about trade partners first. I guess we should, but I'll, you give yours and then I'll give mine. I mean, if we're going to trade him, I mean, look, I, I know people hate this. If you're talking about the trade market and it was available, I think I would do the John Wall for, for Ben Simmons deal. I, I, I don't hate that deal as much as other people Why? do at this point. Because there's not Why? another Why? option. Like, if you would you rather have, would you rather buy him out or get Ben Simmons? If you, if you, Jeremy Brenner, if it costs the Rockets upwards of $60 million over a five year stretch deal, right? Where $12 million a year was coming off of your cap to pay John Wall starting next year. Or would you rather have a guy who's all NBA defensive team who, doesn't require the ball in his hands. And he can actually do a lot of things on the court, especially defensively that I think this young roster could benefit from. So if you're going to pay a dude, yeah. a dude, right. Whether it's John wall or Ben Simmons, I'm taking Ben Simmons over cutting John wall and owing him $60 million over five years. That makes zero fiscal sense to me. So for context, for context, Ben Simmons is making about he's making 33 million dollars this upcoming season age 25 35 million age 26 37 age 27 and 40 million dollars when he turns 28 in 2025 the, the reason why i mentioned that he's 25 years old he's super young and right. he can still change and get better i think yep. um i just think he needs a new start a new situation for him and i do think that houston would be a place that he could do that because i i like the idea of um i like the potential of of like Kevin Porter being the main ball handler. I like I like Ben Simmons, but not Ben Simmons is the main ball handler. I think he I think at this point he is best utilized as a four, like almost like a defensive four, kind of like a dare I say, like a not I don't think his game's like Draymond Green's, but like he, he's like I think he needs to be a defensive first guy and just be the best mm-hmm. damn defender in the NBA. And make an NBA defensive team. And you know what? Yeah, be there on offense to pick and pop or pick and roll even. Um, (laughs) Well, he he cannot pick and pop. (laughs) No, but I get what you're saying. Like, be that role, that role, that facility. Pick and roll. Definitely pick and roll. I could see him as like a pick and roll partner with with a Jalen or with uh with kevin poor i i think that that wouldn't be a terrible idea when you say ben simmons and uh john wall not playing yeah obviously i'm gonna take ben simmons um but the thing with ben simmons is there's just a misinterpretation of value um and the thing is the only way daryl morey is gonna give ben simmons to the rockets for john wall is if the rockets throw picks in would you do it? No, because I would not. Oh. With, not for picks. I'm not giving up future assets um, because I, if, I do believe the future assets um, that are going to be valued, you know, financially a lot different um, is better than than what you can get. And on top of that, with John Wall off the books in two years, two years, you can go and get whoever you like when the team is much closer to contending, and you can have a better sense of what your team is going to be. And you can have a better sense of how you're going to be able to uh, pair and complement 
Jalen and Kevin Porter and whomever the next rookie is. Um, with, Jay, you, with Ben Simmons, you, you're kind of trapped in that max salary for four years. And then you can't really go spend until his contract is up. And I don't think we have enough evidence of Ben Simmons being that main, uh, main like max contract guy. It's just to me, like I think the Rockets need to roll with what they got, and I think that's kind of how most teams in the NBA feel. And it's why Ben Simmons hasn't been traded. And the reason why John Wall, I think the Rockets should not trade John Wall because clearly they have not found a deal that they feel suitable, and clearly the Rockets need to just stick with their guns because they don't want to take a trade that they regret or they don't want to take a trade where they're giving up too much. And I think probably what they have seen on the trade market is offers that just don't make enough sense financially for them. And one where they'll probably have to give up uh, a considerable amount of draft picks and draft picks are about the most valuable thing the Rockets have right now. So I don't think you should just give them away to be free of John Wall when you can buy him out, which is, I think, I where this is going. And to me, I think that's the game you play. And you go from there. I think you run with the rookies, see what they have, run it for two years. Then once it's 2023, those max salary uh, options open up in your cap. Then you go out and you get whoever you want, not who is being offered in exchange for John Wall right now. You can get anybody that is willing to play for you. And in 2023, when you have Jalen Green about to enter his prime, Kevin Porter about to enter his prime, this is going to be a very popular destination. In my opinion, it's, it's an enticing destination for me right now, I think. But, uh, but maybe. like Not as much as it will be in two years, though. But that's the thing, is like... That's a lot. That's a lot of moving parts you just described. That's a whole lot of maybes. And the thing is, I got one more name I want to throw at you before, you know, we stop talking about this. But like Ben Simmons, I do feel like gets a really bad rap in Philly. I, I think he hates Philadelphia, and I don't blame him. Right? Like living Philly is very awful him. to him. He's got a but, coaching staff I mean, that doesn't believe. Ben Simmons hasn't been great to Philly either. Right, but he's not. He's surrounded he by. He hasn't lived up to the hype. He's the number one overall pick. He has not lived up to that. He is a third option on a championship team at best. And but he had no shooting. That should not be like, your number one overall pick. But the thing is, is like he would fit in on a roster that's got a ton of shooting. They don't have a ton of shooting in Philadelphia. Like your best player is a big and man. There's not a ton of shooting here in Houston. I'm eight. Yeah, but the way that this roster plays, they're much younger than Philadelphia. Like, Philadelphia's youth is built into Tobias Harris, who's not a spring chicken, Joel Embiid, who's not a spring chicken anymore by NBA standards. This roster is much more suited to what Ben Simmons does, which he can get out, he can run. You would go to him and say, look, Ben, like, if he stepped in tomorrow, where does he fit in on this roster? You tell him, look, you're not the first option. You're not the second option. Hell, you may not even be the third option. You're probably the fourth option. You are out here to rebound, get out and run, and go get easy buckets. I'll yeah, take that. Every like, Mike, week. you literally just said it, and then you tried to justify what you said, even though you contradicted yourself. You said you said you that Ben Simmons is good for a roster with a ton of shooting, which is correct. But the Rockets do not have that. Right. And the Rockets shouldn't uh, try to force feed that idea. They have more shooting than Philadelphia. Well, they don't have to. They, they have more shooting than Philly. That idea. 
No, I'm just saying, but by the roster, they have more shooting than Philadelphia. They are a better shooting team than next year. I don't think Ben Simmons here is a great fit. I think Ben Simmons is a good fit Mm. in Minnesota. I think he's a good fit maybe even in San Antonio. I think he's a good fit in Sacramento. Like, those are probably, like, the only places I would entertain that idea. But Houston is is not one of those places. Why in in Minnesota and not in Houston? I'm just curious. Why in Minnesota and not Houston? Yeah. I think Minnesota is the team that makes the most sense for him. And to be honest, they don't even make a whole lot of sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the but, Rock, but the knowing Rockets that Ben Simmons is probably getting traded soon, that's, like, gun to my head, that's who I would think uh, gets gets dealt. Um, I mean, so, congrats. This is going to be a better team than Minnesota next year. Yeah, like, that thing is, it's just, it's it's tough to tell. To me, Ben Simmons has, like, that relationship has just been horrid uh they they've really tanked it since um they've really tanked it over the last couple of uh over the last couple of years they're a horribly run organization and they have a gong show of a roster that makes no sense he at least makes more sense in houston because the rockets have some sort of direction if they can move on from wall they are a young team building around the guard position you've got a talented big in christian wood you've got Eric Gordon, you've got David Nwaba, you've got Daniel Tice, you've got Kevin Porter Jr., you have Jalen Green, you've got, you know, you have a decent little team there. And the fact is, in Philadelphia, you, who's your best shooters? You have Seth Curry, phenomenal knockdown shooter. You've got Tyrese Maxey. Harris is a decent shooter. Uh, Joel Embiid's a decent shooter. But look at, I mean, Jalen Green is a, is a good enough three-point shooter. Um. You know, Christian Wood can step out and hit the jumper. You've got David Nwaba, who's a good enough three-point shooter, and you've got Eric Gordon. But Mike, Mike, also the, the same thing here is we had a we've had a theme over the past several years about players not wanting to play here and players, you know, n- being frustrated. And Ben Simmons is displaying that right now. Yep. Why would we want that on our team? If he's the best player available and you can he's not going to win here so why would he be happy here because what do we know what he's upset about in philadelphia he's probably just treated like hot garbage like what if he comes here and you know what he's like look i'm still getting my pay my same salary i'm in a non-toxic environment and i'm just playing ball and i'm having fun if that's the if that's the ben simmons that we're getting i would take that ben simmons i don't know i feel like john wall gets a bad rep because he was uh part of the team that you know, look at how many people are so excited that John Wall isn't going to play for the Rockets anymore. I mean, it's not like Houston has treated John Wall like a saint. Because he's done nothing. He literally had an injury Exactly, and if Ben Simmons comes here, he's not going to contribute to winning. And you're going to feel the same way about Ben Simmons that you would about John Wall. But Ben Simmons helps this roster win more games than John Wall does. Okay, and when we win 25 games instead of 17, you're not going to be that much that much more excited, Mike. I'm just... Hate to break it to you, but they're that's winning how you're more than 25 games next season. I know you better than you know yourself. They're winning more than 25 games next year. I will okay, 30. Congrats. No, they're gonna win closer to like 35 to 40, I think, next year. Okay, and, and that makes you happy. It makes me happier than winning 17 games and having a, a superstar that's a no, that, Mike. That's, that's not gonna make you happy. John Wall does Mike, nothing. you cannot say you're happy with 35 wins. I'm saying I'm a hell of a lot more happy with 35 wins than 17 last year. Okay, then 35 wins leads to what next season? Uh, but te- I, like we talked about, like I said, all offseason, if they can sneak into that 
stupid, goofy top 10 what, the, you play in the- Okay, and when they get to the playoffs, when they get to the playoffs, you know what we do in Houston? When our teams make the playoffs, we expect them to win. No, we and don't. A team with they're a Texans teams fan, they don't expect a team that can win. Okay, but, un- but you're going to sit here and tell me that you just want them to tank again to get a number one pick, or would you rather be competitive and go to the playoffs next season? Yes, because, Mike, that is a better track towards winning than Ben Simmons. It's the same scenario. It's the exact same scenario as the Harden trade. It's the exact same. It's literally carbon copy. You're you're the one who is all about Jared Allen and how he helps the team better win now. And yes, yes, he probably does win you a couple more games this season than what we had. But that would not have gotten us Jalen Green. And Jalen Green is the best player that the Rockets could have gotten out of any of the possible guys that Harden was, you know, dealt for. And the same thing here. Ben Simmons is going to be a free agent in 2023, but you know who else is going to be a free agent in 2023? A bunch of guys. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, but Bradley they're... Beal, free agent in 2023. Chris He's Middleton. not coming here. Not Chris coming Middleton. here. Not um, coming here. Nicole... Was... Well, look. Nikola Vucevic, a free agent. Draymond Green, a free agent. Fred Van Vliet, a free agent. You know, the Rockets, a couple of these guys. Karis LeVert, a free agent. Okay, Gary Trent, free agent. You and I both. Like the Rockets will be able to sign these guys. Jeremy Grant, a free agent. You can't get So, like, the Rockets will be able to get these guys, and they wouldn't if they take Ben Simmons on, because Ben Simmons is making $40 million in 2023. But you also can't guarantee that any of those guys will want to come here. You're right. You can't guarantee that, but at least we have a chance. Like, if we sign our life off to Ben Simmons for four years as our you're max guy, we're stuck with Ben Simmons. And no, I but you're not signing you, your life. Ben Simmons will not be worth $40 million in 2025. And he's going to have just as worse of a contract that John Wall has right now. And I do not want to have these problems in 2025. I just want to be done with it when we can. Let's get out of this hellhole that we placed ourselves in for the past five years. We have an out right now. This is our opportunity. We have no reason to go out and get guys because we suck, Mike. We are the worst team in the NBA. Why do we need to go and get guys that are making $40 million? It wow. doesn't make sense at all, which is why the Rockets should not trade John Wall. They should simply buy him out when they can, give him a couple months so that he can contribute to the team as a mentor right now, and send him on his way to where he wants to go. And if they take a guy like Ben Simmons in the future, it's not going to work. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. It's not the best best case scenario for the team long term. Because, look, if Ben Simmons comes, that team is in the four years – that team is a six seed at best. I tell you right now, that team is because Ben Simmons is not worth forty million dollars, and I'd rather spend that forty million dollars elsewhere. I'd rather spend that forty million dollars on three guys that could possibly help this team better, or one guy, maybe a max guy. But I don't. I mean, even if we don't get a max guy, I'd rather get a better collection of talent than being force fed Ben Simmons because he is tanking his trade value just as much as John Wall is now by sitting out. That's the only reason why Ben Simmons is even a a question in this scenario, because he's sitting out right now, and he's tanking his own trade value right now. And it's going to get to a point where it's so low that this this becomes an even fathomable discussion. And the the reality is the Rockets don't need Ben Simmons. They don't have room for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons does not fit this roster, like you said, because the team does not have shooting. Maybe if they get shooting in the next couple of drafts, maybe I can entertain the idea. But right now, this roster needs to focus on the guys they have because they have a really, really, really talented group of guys. And will they win games this year? Not too many. 
but at least we can build towards a future and in the middle of the decade have a better chance at winning than we would if we had Ben Simmons. My preference would be for the buyout. As a, yeah, as buy a him trade, out. Buy him out. As, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, as a trade partner, I would be intrigued by Ben Simmons, is all I will say. But yes, I totally agree with you. But I think it is extremely dangerous to leave the to say things like, well, what, you know, these guys are free agents in 2023. Like, great. But that doesn't mean you're going to get them. And if you don't get them, then you're stuck in no man's land of like, okay, well. Look, the Rockets will be able to get a guy. If they were able to get a guy like Daniel Tice for a really good deal, like they, in this offseason, after they just won 17 games, they will get people. Like Houston is enough of a market to where they will be able to attract these free agents, whether they make, you know, millions of dollars or not. For sure. No, I, we're on the same page. No, I, I appreciate the lively discussion, right. but yes, we're on the same page. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Absolutely. But before we go, Mike, as always, you get your one-minute mic drop. Talk about whatever you'd like. I feel like we had some... Uh, good discussion about the Rockets, but if you if your mic drop is Rockets related, feel free to drop it. But I'm gonna go on mute for a minute and give you your opportunity. So you're one. Let me tell y'all something, okay? It is so good to have football back in all of our lives, but I'm going to advocate here for just a minute that the Houston Texans may not be as terrible as we envision. I think that they got an extremely terrible rap this offseason. And I want to give a plug that I think this team, led by Tyrod Taylor, led by David Tully, could win a decent amount of games this year based on the first week that I saw. I think they could potentially win five to seven games and keep multiple games interesting throughout the year. So I wanted to spend my mic drop giving the Houston Texans a shout-out for a good win over overrated urban Meyer and sunshine from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Texans are one and zero and are in first place. So mazel tov to you. Enjoy it while it lasts. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today on this episode of the dream take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the dream take and on Twitter at DreamShake SBN. Get into our website, www thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets, on SBNation.com. You can also uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're going live throughout the offseason every Tuesday night here on Spotify Green Room. Thank you to our live audience that listened to us here today. A whole lot of uh, a whole lot of discussion in the comment section. Uh, maybe next episode we'll uh, bring some people up. Uh, sorry we didn't get a chance to tonight, uh, but we're on a, a tight schedule here. Uh, at the Dream Shake. So uh, maybe next time, but appreciate the love from all of you guys listening to us live. If you would like to uh, maybe join us on the show, feel free to download the Spotify Green Room app and you know you can get notifications if you follow us on here and you will be able to join on, in on the show maybe sometime. So we'd love for new friends to meet all across the world. We know how popular we are in, in all places of the world. Uh, we're still doing that australia live episode someday that's the last thing i do that is <laughs> oh i'm so in i'm so in dude i'm so in shout out to the aussies and uh shout out to all of our listeners from around the world and especially those in houston who are uh dealing with the aftermath of hurricane nicholas again our thoughts are with you uh be sure to also follow my co-pilot on twitter miss michael brown at bsw podcast underscore mb and you can follow me on twitter at jeremy Brenner. that's j-e-r-e-m-y E-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode 
of the Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets.